It is Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And now joined by uh, Baylor's uh, assistant coach, Alvin Brooks III. And uh, Alvin, this is uh, it's, it's great to have you on. I really appreciate you doing this. And uh, uh, it's uh, fun to, I mean, isn't it hilarious that on the run y'all have been on, like back-to-back losses must have felt like, and I, even the fans, it was like, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. And and but you, you are back on solid ground. It seems. Yes, I agree. I, I think the sun is back shining now. So I think <laughs> I think we back we back to being like we wanted to be. But yeah, no, you know, I think you know we were on a magical run. You know, one of the best runs in college basketball history. And so I think. To kind of put it in perspective, you know, we had to realize what special run it was, but at the end of the day, that wasn't our goal. And so we still have an opportunity to achieve our goals, and that's kind of the main thing we have to focus on right now. All right, and um, I, it had to be a sight for sore eyes for Baylor fans, but not only fans, but coaches. Um, y'all have done a – you know, it, it really seems like you've been pretty cautious with, uh, with uh, Jeremy Sohan, but – what was that like, Alvin, to get him back out there? He he um, certainly see. I mean, he's just. I, I guess there's just a maturity to him, and you can speak to this better than I can. But to my eye, maybe some of his European background. I don't know. Um, it just seems like the guy makes a lot of winning plays. How big a deal was that to to have him back in the lineup? It was tremendous for us. I mean, he makes. Like you said, you're correct. He makes a lot of winning plays for us. And he does things that, you know, the, if you're not paying attention to basketball, you really you probably wouldn't appreciate. And he just he makes the extra passes. He makes quick decisions. And more importantly, I mean, he's 6'9", and he's able to defend any position. And so that that does wonders for us because we're able to switch and cover up a lot of ground. And he has a high IQ to cover up mistakes, not only for himself, but it's for his, for his teammates also. Yeah, and uh, he does it in style. Love the uh, love the hair color. He'll pull out some different hair color from time to time. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it's a uh, it's a wonderful combination. This team's a lot of fun, and you know people can't help but always bring up, well, this last season's team. Well, this is a whole different, you know, from year to year, you do get different teams, and um, and I. I I would say, Alvin, what's the it, when y'all get time? Once you get in this meat grinder of a schedule, it's hard to get a whole lot of practice time. Are are you you've seen this year, like against Villanova, for instance, this team be capable of like uh, suffocating defense? When you have young players like this, and of course you've had the injuries to Akinjo, he's been in and out of the lineup recently. But is that is is that a a, a huge focus is trying to get them to constantly buy into what y'all do on defense because obviously over the last three or four years that's become your calling card in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's definitely one thing that we like to focus on. I mean, you know, obviously we had an unbelievable shooting year last season. We were number one in the country, three-point mm-hmm. percentage, but that's not going to happen every year. And, you know, jump shots never travel. Defense can always travel. And so you're going to have off nights, especially in other people arenas where you don't shoot as well. So now you have to depend on your defense to keep you in the game. And so, you know, I, I like to tease guys every now and then and ask them, you know, did they jump shot, make it, make it with them on the plane. And so <laughs> you just never know if you're going to shoot well or not. So biggest thing is you have to defend. 
Yeah, and you're right. That can always travel because it's an effort thing and, and all of that. And uh, talking to uh, Alvin Brooks the third, uh, Baylor assistant. I Alvin, I uh, uh, assistant men's coach. I, I that's got to be an interesting time anytime y'all go against K State because you had some <laughs> formative coaching years on on web on Coach Weber's staff and um, and and I'm sure those uh, those are meaningful games. Now you've had a chance to go at them you know, several times now. So maybe it's not quite as emotional as it was, say, when you first arrived. But, I mean, that effort the other night, I mean, there's K-State coming off an emotional loss. They took Kansas right down to the buzzer. And uh, and the Jayhawks were able to use some of that magic. And I guess it travels from fog. Um, what, what, <laughs> I mean, that, that's got to be interesting for you, though, to, uh, to have two well-known Big 12 programs, but you, and you kind of – have been involved with both was was uh, your time with coach Weber how how important was that for you as a uh, as a as a young and up up and coming coach oh coach Weber you know he gave me my first opportunity in big 12 and you know first opportunity first opportunity at the high major level so I'm I'm forever grateful to him for that and I learned a ton you know you talk about defense I learned a ton defensively from coach Weber and you know, associate head coach Chris Lowry. And, you know, we've had a lot of great defensive teams at Kansas State. And I think Coach Weber is kind of known for his defense. And Chris Lowry is also. And so it's it's definitely weird. I think I'm used to it now. And I think it's helped more that the players that I had relationships with, they're, they're graduated and gone. So it's a little bit easier for me now because when I look on the court, I don't see I don't see someone that I have a relationship with, and I don't have to look down at the bench that much. So it's a lot easier for me now. Yeah, some of those Kansas State players still haunt me, uh, and you were probably coaching uh, those some of those players at the time. You know, Weber used to have our number a little bit, and um, I yes. Magruder comes to mind. You know, <laughs> that's the name because yes. I still see him in the NBA. God, they had <laughs> Barry. Uh, there, there was a God, they had y'all had some shooters. You had some guards. Yeah, that Barry Brown. Yeah. Yeah, Barry, Barry Brown hunted me when I came here, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He wanted to stick it to you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he, and so he those are, let well, me know about it to this day, so. Have you have you recommended to Coach Weber perhaps finding a barber shop? You know, maybe, uh, maybe they're having some COVID shutdowns in Manhattan. Uh, I've gotten a kick out of seeing that. His hair just—I mean, it's—I I, kind of like it, but he's kind of let it go a little bit. Yeah, I know Coach Weber's really cautious about COVID, and you know he, you know him, he, he takes it serious, and so I don't, you know, I don't think that he'll, I don't think, I think once you know things hopefully get better, then we'll probably see Coach Weber get a haircut. But as for now, I, I think he wants to be as about as safe as possible to where he can <laughs> try to stay away from. COVID as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it must be inspiring to you. By the way, I was looking at the other day. You got, you got one coach in the the uh, Big Twelve, sixty eight. I think that would you know obviously be uh, Huggy at uh, West Virginia. You got Weber at sixty five. You got Mark Adams at sixty five. You know, it for a young coach like yourself. Um, that is that in, in your dad still blowing and going at uh, he leaves Houston to go take over his alma mater at Lamar. Does that uh, inspire you to see the, the guys doing it into the late 60s or uh, early 70s um, and uh, in coaching? 
Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it it shows that, you know, you know, obviously my ultimate goal is to become a head coach, and it just shows that, you know, no matter your age, you know, don't give up a chance to have that opportunity. I think Coach Weber's first opportunity, he was in his 50s when he first became a head coach at Southern Illinois. And so, I, you know, I think the biggest thing is I think a lot of times we try to speed up the process instead of making sure that it's the it's with the right people. Yeah, and and what Scott has the continuity, the staff, it's been well documented, and uh, and and you'll have a unique staff. People might not know uh, Alvin that uh, I, I was looking back, kind of refreshing myself on your resume. You you show up at uh, at Midland College with. Um, with Grant McCaslin of all, and by the way, that's my old fraternity brother at Baylor, Grant, and uh, it, back in the day, and y'all hooked up, I guess it was like 06, 07, and then, of course, Grant ends up on the Baylor staff, and now he's doing so great at uh, at the University of North Texas. It is a, it's a small world, in a way, or small fraternity. What, what was that like early, early in your career? There's Grant. He's probably 28 years old. And I assume you were you were probably twenty four years old or something like that. What was what was that like coaching uh, coaching with Grant all those years ago? It was an unbelievable experience for me personally because I was his only assistant coach, and so <laughs> it gave me an opportunity to where I was able to you know grow as a coach. And he you know obviously being his only assistant coach, we kind of was. Everything was on me and him, and so we. It was a great experience. I mean, we started off preseason number one in the country, and then we had a few bumps in the road. You know, we lost a couple early games, and then we lost actually we lost a, a pro, like an NBA player, at Christmas break. And some kind of way, we still kept going and going, and we ended up winning a national championship that year. So that was my only chance of being his assistant. So I would like to say it turned out pretty well. Yeah, I uh, I think it did turn out really well. And if you think about it, Alvin, I mean, some of the greatest players in the history of, of the college game played out in that area, uh, whether it be Larry Johnson, uh, whether it be Mookie Blaylock. I mean, you know, they were they were out there at uh, at those uh, JUCOs in West Texas. And so there's a lot of history out there. Uh, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Now, folks will want to hear uh, – because the recruiting has been unbelievable. Y'all have always recruited great at Baylor. I mean, uh, even, you know, before you got here, there's some unbelievable players. Yes, but some of these rankings are just out of, I mean, and, and I'm sure winning the national title doesn't hurt <laughs> in some of that, but y'all already <laughs> were making it happen. Um, Keontae George gets named as McDonald's All-American. I think that's either Baylor's fifth or sixth McDonald's All-American. So it's a really, that's a, that's a huge deal um, for a program. What um what what is what does that mean to you guys who spend so much time recruiting and getting having relationship with these players' parents, AAU coaches, high school coaches? What what does something like that mean to a program when when this this sort of thing happens? Oh, it's a, a huge testament to you know first the staff and the players that laid the foundation um, years and years ago, and I think you know Coach Drew. When he first stepped on campus, his goal was to make sure that the program was able to be at this level. And I think, you know, we feel like we're we're a great staff, but we, obviously we have to have great players. And so, you know, we've been blessed to have kids that come in that are, you know, that are gym rats. And so 
that's kind of our biggest thing is we want to find gym rats and even a you know like Kendall Brown, our current McDonald's All American, he's you know five star, but he has zero ego, and so I think that's what uh-huh. we kind of look for is kids that have zero ego and you know they're very talented and we can able we can help them reach their full potential. Yeah, and uh, by the way, I've got my scouting cap on for you guys. Um, I uh, I was at a game and there's certain, some of these players you can't talk about, but uh, Lake Highlands versus <laughs> Richardson the other night. Oh, my gosh. You talk about haymakers being thrown. And I look and see Calipari there, uh, and I'm like, oh, gosh. And y'all, y'all were traveling somewhere, so y'all couldn't have been there. But uh, but anyway, that uh, Alvin, I'll just say this. If if you – I don't know what y'all's schedule looks like. It's a Friday night, maybe coming up, February 11th maybe. Lake That's the rematch between Lake Highlands and Richardson. If you can somehow be there, <laughs> I think it would be great. <laughs> I know we need to, we need to we need to figure that out. I definitely understand. Trust me, I understand. <laughs> you you know what messages I'm sending you, but uh, but you know the, uh, the you know talking about uh, uh, it, it, talking about some of these uh, these you know young guys. Kendall, you mentioned him. It, it Kendall in these last couple of games, it's kind of. You know, he was having some big uh, non-conference performances. And then early in conference, I, I don't know, Alvin, what y'all saw, I guess, to the, the, the layman, so to speak. Um, you know, we, he would get lost a little bit. He's got such elite athleticism. You can just tell sometimes he's trying to figure out a little bit where he fits in and probably is pretty he, – he seems naturally unselfish. Are are you Very. are you having to almost say to Kendall, hey, we might need you to be a little more aggressive? Yeah, I mean Kendall is a very unselfish player, and so I think at times, you know, he he won't do something to try to step on someone's toes. But you know, with his talent as a staff, you know, we want him to be as as aggressive as possible. The more aggressive he is, we trust that he'll make the right plays, and you know, obviously, our team will, will benefit from it. Could he play point guard? I'm not saying y'all are going to ask him to do that, but is he? I mean, I, I, every once in a while I see him bring it up, and he and I can't help but think about Cade because maybe maybe it's similar hairstyles, maybe it's similar build. I think uh, yeah. I, I think I think your guy Kendall is more athletic, honestly, than uh, than Cade will ever be. Uh, but then Cade has all these other skills and all that. But I mean, is he is this guy capable of doing something like that if you ask him to do it? Um, we've actually had him play point guard in practice before. And so he's shown us that he could do it. You know, he's just, Kendall's blessed to be on, you know, one of the deepest teams in college basketball. And so, you know, when you're on a team like this, each one of our guys will have to, they're, they're making a major sacrifice for, for the betterment of the team. And so I think it's a situation that Kendall, you know, he has the tools to do that, but, you know, he doesn't have to do it at the moment to be able to make us successful. So, you know, any time he has the ball in his hands, we just ask that he make, you know, the right point guard decision because every time he has the ball and make a pass, he's showing that he can make good decisions for us. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a fun team to watch. Um, I like getting to know new teams. And then, of course, Keontae shows up next year. It'll be the team will take on a little bit of a different look. But uh, I, I would think, Alvin, do y'all uh, – are y'all like me? Do you uh, – you find yourself looking at box scores every every night, the NBA, because uh, and of course uh, Freddie's been on and off some of the uh, 
some of the NBA rosters. Ish is now on the on Phoenix. I, I couldn't believe was it Orlando wherever one of those guys was. No, no, no. I think um, I think Gillespie was at Orlando. Where, wherever Ish was, I thought, golly, why would you let that get, guy get away? And now he's starting to earn minutes for arguably one of the best one or two teams in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I bet those are great teaching tools, aren't they? With your current players, like guys, if you keep working. You never know what could happen because Ish did not take your normal path to the NBA. No, Ish didn't. I mean, Ish is one of the best leaders I've ever been around as a coach. And he, you talk about sacrifice. Um, he sacrificed a ton. And I mean, he's he averaged five points, six points when he was here. But we definitely wouldn't have won the games that we won without him. And we won a lot of games that year. And it was the first year the school became number one in the country. And a lot was because of Ish leadership and a sacrifice that he made for the betterment of the team. And we always talk about what you do without the ball. And, you know, 95% of the time you won't have the basketball in your hands. So how many winning plays can you make? And, you know, 90% of the NBA that's what they have to do because it's only a few LeBrons, a few superstars. And so now, you know, Ish has shown that he's elite at the 95. And, you know, Freddie Gillespie is another guy that you mentioned. He's the same way. He makes a lot of 95% plays. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun uh, to watch all those guys. And, and uh, Alvin, when you do have some of those uh, – um, and you'll have opportunities coming up. Uh, Alvin Brooks III joining us on Baylor Men's Basketball Assistant. You know, make sure when you're being interviewed, you just mention kind of what you just said, that, um, you know, they, they weren't number one. Uh, Baylor, you know, got its first number one ranking until until they uh, until they hired me as an assistant, all right? Make sure you bring that up. <laughs> no, not a, it wasn't about me. It was definitely about, <laughs> about all of us. So it, I've been yeah. blessed to, to be a part of it. All right. Well, you uh, you're you got a great basketball family, and then you join a great family of Alvins in basketball. I, mean, I was thinking about it earlier. You got Alvin Robertson. You got Alvin Franklin at Houston. And when y'all were at Houston, I'm sure people were like, "Wait, are you are you the guy that play?" You know, or they probably <laughs> ask your dad, "Are you the Alvin that was was on those uh, five Slamajama teams?" But uh, uh, Alvin it's Adams crazy. comes to mind. I actually, <laughs> I actually coached two of Alvin Robertson's sons. So. That's is crazy that you mentioned that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, was he not great? Um, yes, yeah, his, back... his sons could play defense like him. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't say. I know he was a different level, but they yeah. definitely could play defense. Yeah, I guess Alvin was right before Nolan. There, right? Um, was uh, I'm just trying to think if, if if he was 40 minutes of hell, that would have been Eddie. Uh, I was just trying to remember my my SWC basketball history, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and Alvin. Well, I know you need to get going. I heard a buzzer go off in the background, but uh, I do, I do love how you know your uh, your dad. You know, got to kind of uh, be a part of uh, a new arena, a new facility at Houston. Now the the Foster Pavilion will come to Baylor. So that's the way I'm going to present this story when the when uh, when the Brooks show up. You know, that's when the arenas show up. <laughs> yeah, we definitely we we see all the you know the pictures and the digital work, and so we're excited to be able to you know step foot in it soon. All right, all right. Well, uh, I really appreciate you doing it. Uh, a lot of fun and uh, continued success as y'all head this SEC deal. That'll be fun against Alabama. Good program, and uh, and and this is always a fun challenge. And 
I don't know why they keep putting us with Bama, but it's kind of turning into a nice little rivalry. So I guess we'll just ride this out. <laughs> yes, sir. No, we're yeah. definitely looking forward to it. Now, thanks for having me on. I really yeah. appreciate it. You bet. There he goes. Alvin Brooks the third. Baylor men's assistant and has done a tremendous job and part of a great basketball family and got to coach against his dad, of course, in the Final Four. All right, uh, we got Cowboys coming up. Big news on uh, Dan Quinn back with the team. He is not going anywhere. That is next. <laughs> 